Well, folks, thanks. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you for kind of being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. This is my second show of the day. I was in Houston, actually, downtown Houston, doing the show. Or actually, I should call it maybe the Montrose or I don't know what part of Houston you call where our new studios are. But anyway, I did the first show today. Some of you were on and it was great actually hearing Bridge MCP's voice made it over the air in Houston and the entire Houston metropolitan area and southeast Texas. So here we've got this Irish-born New Yorker speaking through the airwaves of Houston, Texas, and southeast Texas. It was great having you, Bridge, and it was great having El Señor. You know, my brother was on too. He was on too, you know, he was on too. He came, I got, uh, who else came on? Um, Who else came on? 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 Anyhow, Michael Rodden is in the house. Uh, Bridge MCP is in the house. Norm, (laughs) can you believe I forgot Norman's name? Norman's going to kill me. He's going to say, how dare you forget your brother's name? It's not that I forgot your name. It's that my head is going all million different places and Bridge MCP stuff. I would probably forget Bridge as well. Anyway, Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. Welcome to Politics and Right. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Great, great, great. AVQ, who else is here? Uh, I thought I saw Yvette Avery Herod or Union Lady. Welcome aboard, folks. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's get busy. All right, but before I get busy, I want to tell you guys something. On Monday, so far, this is this is scheduled so far, okay? On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I am doing a live show on KPFT 90.1 FM here in Houston. It'll be all over the air in Southeast Texas, Houston metropolitan area, and all the way up north. Okay, it'll also, of course, be streamed on kpft.org. And of course, I will stream it on my channels as well. Today, we had issues with sound, but you could always have gone to kpft.org to listen to it as you watched it on our different channels. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I only do this program here. So this program here will be five days a week, actually seven days a week, because we have reruns or recompositions on Fridays, I mean, on Saturdays and Sundays. So we have Politics Done Right Monday twice, Tuesday once, Thursday, uh, Wednesday twice, Thursday once, Friday twice, and once on Saturday and Sunday. We all have to keep politically engaged. Okay, so please, 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 I'd love to merge both our on-air audience and our online audience, and we can all masticate together via our telephone calls that we make to 713-526-5738 on Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So I think I fulfilled two things. Remember earlier on, I said, if you guys wanted me to take calls here again, so far, most of you said, no, we like doing the chats But if you do want to do the calls, of course, we have the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at KPFT. I may institute some here as well because in the long run, my goal is to be able to do some of my KPFT shows right here. But we don't have yet the setup. We have a lot more work to do in that studio, and we're going to get it done. But progressive media must go on. We must continue doing the work that we must continue doing. So thank you so kindly for those of you that showed up at the noon hour to uh, to watch the Politics Unright show. 
was great. Again, it was great hearing from Norman. It was great hearing from Bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly. Okay. Rodney says, The Guardian UK. And by the way, Rodney, I got a text from you saying something about something to play. Look, I couldn't get around to it. I'll check it out later. Uh, the Guardian UK revealed the shocking levels of toxic lead in Chicago tap water. Didn't know that. Where? Wow. One in 20 tap water tests performed for thousands of Chicago residents found lead and neurotoxin metal at or above U.S. governmental limits, according to the Guardian analysis of city water in Chicago. Data in Trobe, one-third had more lead than is permitted in bottled water. This means that out of the 24,000 tests, approximately 1,000 homes had lead exceeding federal standards. Experts and locals say these re- results raise broader concerns because there are estimated 400,000 lead pipes supplying water to homes in the city. And that's a national problem. But they may not mad. They may not mind. They may want the domification of America. Because if we keep people with lead in their brains and they lose their intellect, then the politicians can do as they please. So they're not going to expend all the money to fix it. I, I'm being sarcastic here, but you know what I mean. The Guardian revealed U.S. cities refusing to replace toxic lead pipes Unless residents pay, a Guardian investigation finds pipes are only replaced at homeowners' costs and removal work risk causing increased lead in water. What about the pipes that are going towards you? Do they have lead in them? I don't know. You know, you know the mains? Do the mains have lead or don't they? I don't know. So can somebody find that out for me? Because I always wonder that. So you change all the pipes up in your home. What about the pipes that are running water throughout the city? I mean, if it's a short run distance, it probably don't have enough to accumulate lead. But if it's a very long distance over time, that big bulk of water, even if it's a 24-inch line or a 36-inch line, can actually accumulate lead. Okay, since, the, uh, since then, it has become clear that the problem is systemic and widespread and that many other Americans lack access to fundamental right water that is a reliable, safe, and clean. Joe Biden has promised to rid the nation's drinking water of lead contamination, yet a massive 2021 infrastructure spending bill approved by Congress, only enough federal funding to replace a third of the country's lead lines, leaving cities and figure. You know, it's amazing we can come up with the money like that. For Ukraine to buy guns, bombs, all these things we can buy. We'll find the money. It and these are one-time deals, right? You buy a bomb, you blow something up, it's over. You fix lead pipe, lead pipes, <coughs> you fix the generations and generations of people not getting their minds blown by lead. Oh my god, where where are our morals? Where are our morals? The economists, where are America's lead pipes? Despite the danger posed by contaminated water, many states have no idea. The Environmental Protection Agency that there is between six, a, 6 million to 10 million lead service lines in America, but does not publish a breakdown. In 2018, it requested for the first time that all states report 2022, the quantity of lead pipes still in use. Efforts by another uh, organization to collect this data should, uh, should show how difficult this is. Earlier this year, National Resources Defense Council and Environmental asked states to provide estimates of their lead pipes. Just then, uh, states and the District of Columbia were able to provide full estimates. Another 23 states said they did not track the number of lead pipes. There's the middle surveys. The rest failed to respond or submitted incomplete data. Using supplementary data from 2016... Survey by the American Water Works Association and on an industry body, the NRDC estimates that there are between 9.7 million to 12.8 million lead pipes in America, serving as many as 22 million people, if not more. I mean, the easy way to find lead pipes is uh, 
check the tap water, right? And then, then you find a source, right? Check the tap water. If that tap water have, you get to the next source. You go to the meter. If it's behind the meter, you go to the pipe. If it's behind the pipe, you got problems. That's what you got to do. But anyhow, folks, uh, Michael, that's a good catch for today as far as water is concerned. Engineering news record, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has awarded about $1.3 billion for water infrastructure improvement to 18 states using funds, using funds provided in the Federal Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The money was issued through states revolving funds and for drinking water and clean water projects with a focus on benefiting underserved communities. EPA announced the funds are the first installment, nearly $44 billion the agency will distribute to states, territories, and try for water infrastructure projects over five years. Many projects involve replacement of lead lines, upgrades to existing plants. Connect, uh, Connecticut officials plan to replace lead pipes in New London and Waterbury and add PFAS treatments in uh, Fairfield and Danvers with some 53 million state of awarded. Look, this is pathetic. This is the United States of America. The good thing about it is old, old lead pipes are likely covered with salt, you know, the, the, the calcium deposits which prevent it from leaching into the system. But who knows? When you think about this stuff, you know, we, we grew up on America. We grew up in America, America, land of the free, everything goes right. And to allow us to watch how these, these uh, economic pimps have allowed by not paying taxes and not having the, infrastructure, the funding for infrastructure, etc., to let this country deteriorate. Have you gone to Shanghai? Have you gone to Xi'an? Uh, Have you gone to these places and seen what good infrastructure looks like? And we sit down here and worry, but we don't have problem buying bombs, right? Oh, we can buy bombs for, uh, for, for we can buy bombs like crazy for, uh, Russia, not Russia, but uh, Ukraine, we don't have a problem doing that. But come to taking care of our infrastructure, we can't find a billion, we can't find two billion. But they need a bomb, we can find 10 billion right away. Shameful. Actually, just one more off topic. Hey, Michael. Scientists warn South Florida coast cities will be affected by sea level rise by the year 2060. Nearly 60% of Miami-Dade County will be underwater, according to Dr. Harold Wainless. Uh, one less, a geo, geo, geologist and professor of geography and sustainable development at the University of Miami. That's 1.6 million climate refugee, and that's just from the Miami-Dade area. Don't speak about Louisiana. Don't speak about Alabama. Don't speak about uh, Mississippi. Well, actually, it's Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. Pobrecito nosotros. Okay, welcome, Bridge, Yvette. Welcome, Eric. Welcome. Eric says, can Liz just go change sides already? I got a Liz video. Okay, you'll see. Hey, peeps, I know we we'll talk about that. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, second try. Sorry I miss hearing Bridge. You know, Bridge is our darling here, but she, she made her case on radio. <laughs> Eric Hayes worried about rhinos. The Cheneys have made part of Republicans' establishment since 1960. They are true conservatives. Ah, I wasn't sure if you were still here, Peggy Lopez. Eric Hayes says, this put a, think, a kink in Western thinking, especially from the savings of the world point of view, giving Russia all the energy power, and that's not true at all. And Russia doesn't come close to being that energy power in the world. Yes, they have a substantial amount. What is it, uh, Rodden, about 10, 20% of, of Russia's uh, world oil? 
I think it's actually less than that. I don't remember what it is. Okay. Uh, Michael Rudden and Eric Hayes worried about rhinos. Okay, Eric Hayes says, oh, relief of college debt. Here is a thought. Administration wants to relieve millions of because they represent votes or opposed to colleges, which represent money to the left. Oh, wait. So only the left people go to college? Only, only progressives are intelligent? Only progressives want to go to college? That's not true. Just the same. I mean, look. Well, I'll leave that alone. Lee Grant is here. Hi, all. Hey, uh, Lee Grant, Bridge MCP mentioned your wonderful name over the airways of Houston. So you're a popular guy. Uh, let's see. Egberto Willis on Wednesday in the January 6th hearing, same times. No, actually, I am not going into KPFT on Wednesday. This is one time that they're going to preempt my show to play the, the, the national here, the, the January 6th hearings. Egberto, chances I'll make a 1 p.m. show are very low. 1 p.m. are my busy hours. Michael Rodnin, because all my people come first, because all my PDR posse come first, is the reason I race home from the studio after my show is done to come do it here. You know why? Because we've been, we've been accustomed to seeing it at this time. I asked you guys a few months ago if you wanted to change. There was not a lot of interest in changing it. And whose show is this again? Yours. As long as I can physically do it, I'm going to do it. But bear in mind, you guys, the PDR posse right here online, are the ones who have continuously and constantly supported politics done right. My devotion and my oath, is to y'all. And that's why I, I said, no matter what it comes, you guys will be taken care of, my brothers and sisters. Okay, uh, let's see what else we got. ATL, Paul Fleming, check it in. Welcome aboard, Paul. Whoop, whoop. Welcome in. Uh, let's see. Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. I'm guessing we are live today. We are live today. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not working in the studio, though. I probably will be going to the studio. We have some more wiring to do. But what I'm likely to do going forward is even when I wire in the studio, I'd probably try to find an isolated area and do the show from there. Because, again, you rule. Egberto, no worries. You can get to the video I link to your Facebook tomorrow. It'll still be good then. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Maywood said, missed the broadcast from KPFT. Didn't see the post till a little later. Uh, Egberto, lead in the water makes people dumber and more violent. Lead in the second leading driver of crime and poverty. Thank you for stating that. That has so many connotations, sir. Uh, every case is California not letting any fossil fuels in the future. Good luck with that. It would be funny when they can live off of fossil fuel and get clean air, right? Okay, what else have we got here? I believe New York has the clean... New York water is impeccable. The Catskills Mountain, the water drives down from the hills into the Hudson and other aquifers. I think it's a Catskill that feeds the, the Hudson and other aquifers. And yes, the water in New York is darn, darn good. That's why they ship it from all the way upstate New York into New York City. I learned that my grandfather lived in New York before he died. Okay, let's see. Uh, E2247 is in the house. Welcome aboard, Carl Cox. Too many Americans want weapons, not infrastructure. Don't believe in it. No, no, no. Businesses want weapons. Americans want infrastructure. Just that government isn't doing what 
Americans want, but what business want, which means it gives us the impetus why we must vote and vote even more. I had a talk with uh, with, uh, Dave, uh, with Daniel Cohen today where we spoke about that. We must push the vote so that we can get our interest because right now it sure isn't being served. Lee Grant says, roadside banner noted, Beto, fake Mexican. Real pendejo. Come on, leave my Beto alone. El, mi Beto sabe cómo hablar español. At least he tries. He tries to speak Spanish. He tries to do the right thing. I give anybody who tries to make them, he goes into any kind of church and try to adapt. He tries to, co- not co-opt, but adapt to the culture. I think that's rewarding. That's commendable, don't you? You know, I think so. Okay. Let's go now and play Roberto Luis, mi hermano. ¿Cómo estás de Panama? Roberto, espero que oíste un poquito de KPFT hoy. I hope you listened to a bit of KPFT today. Uh, by the way, our other brother was on. El señor uh, Norman was on today with us at KPFT. I hope to hear your voice on KPFT shortly, Roberto. So please do. Here we go with the first video on the day. Liz Cheney continues her quest. I mean, yes, with this woman so far, and I I don't care what the internals are within her mind, but as far as what's coming out on the outside, it is country over party. Again, country over party. I want you to listen to this real short one, and then it'll take it on the other side. So are you going to campaign for Katie Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor in Arizona, as a result of that? Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Carrie Lake is not elected. Does that include campaigning for Democrats if that's what it takes? Yes. Will you remain a Republican, regardless of what happens in the next election? Uh, I'm going to make sure Donald Trump, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. Now, we have to ask, many people are thinking that Liz Cheney is going to run for president. She likely will. I mean, she has a whole lot of goodwill now, not only among the uh, Republicans that want to have nothing to know, the never Trumpers, but she also has some uh, a compassionate view for people who, uh, from people who are diametrically opposed to her beliefs. Some people who would say, well, this woman came out when it was necessary to go out against the evil Donald Trump. So therefore, uh, if she runs and and Democrats and progressives don't put up somebody that's really going to be somewhat other than neoliberal, just maybe might as well have the neoliberal of neoliberals and then prove to America that what we want is true progressive policies. You know, sometimes you have to eat the uh, you have to eat the sour before you get to the sweet. If the mild has not been performing, if you get my drift. Okay, you know, Eric Hayes said something interesting. He said, switch already or something to that effect I saw in a, uh, in a message he sent earlier, meaning talking to, to Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney and her dad are true conservatives. All the conservative values that I abhor, they support. All the conservative values that make the the conservative mindset is the instantiation of Liz Cheney and her dad. And to have people, let even here in my town in Kingwood, 
go berserk because Liz Cheney has opened her eyes to see the fraud that the former administration and his followers are, to think that somehow a true conservative like this woman, again, I completely disagree with her economic policy. I completely disagree with her social poli- social policies or human policy. I disagree with them. But in that disagreement with Liz Cheney, she being a super, super conservative and myself being a super, super uh, progressive person, the one thing we both love is where we are, the country. And she is willing to come and support Democrats, progressives, to ensure that a fascist does not get into power again. That is a true, that is a true American. Now, if Liz Cheney was to run against a neoliberal Democrat who is going to continue the neoliberal modal, she would have my vote. I don't need a, 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 a neoliberal trying to tell me they're going to do what's right when I can have a real neoliberal doing what's wrong. I can actually prove by going ahead and throwing it all to the neoliberals. Let everybody see how failed the system it is. And we're going to see two economists, two capitalists to the core. They're going to talk. They're going to talk about this upcoming recession that is going to happen because it is being placed on us. They're going to talk about this downturn in the economy that's going to occur not because of natural reasons, because of some, we, we decided to stop shopping on our own or whatever, because they decide that. But before that, uh, I, I let me go ahead and read a couple more. Uh, we got to say, Liz Cheney's father is a devil incarnate. I agree. Egberto speaking about country over uh, party. Here is a, vi- a screen. Let me see what your screen is about. And I'll likely put it. Oh, that is a, oh, that is um, that is a ding, ding, dingaman or something like that. Yeah, I see that. Now, I think I thought uh, Breach had one for me to show on capitalism. Okay, let's go ahead and do that. Let's Bridge has a statement here. And let's go ahead and put Bridge's statement on air because I think it's important. Bridge, it says, uh, para ver, it says, the pe- did I get it on? Yeah. A people poisoned by the adulation of royalty can never attain social freedom. The mind accustomed to political kings can easily be reconciled to social kings. Capitalist kings of the workshop, the mill, the railway, the ships, and the docks. I love that. Me gusta eso. So what I'm going to do, let's see what time it is. Uh, it is 3.28. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, y'all keep putting your messages in there. I'm going to play this interview between Ali Velshi and two economists. And I got to adjust it. I, I hope in the process of adjusting this stuff, we don't get a crash. Because they, even though I just updated to a new version, there's something with this version that has been misbehaving. But it seems like so far I made it without the crash. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to play this piece. Ali Velshi interviewed two economists. 
And while everybody who see these two economists will just go ahead and say, oh, so we're heading for a downturn and the economists see that the Fed should have done something else before. That's how people are going to see it. When I saw these two economists, what I saw was the following. Our economic system is nothing but a fraud. I repeat, our economic system is nothing but a fraud. I want you to listen to this, and then I'll explain to you exactly why I said what I said. There are people who are just worried, and and some of it's about interest rates because those costs are making people's lives harder. Uh, But some of it is watching the stock market, watching their 401ks uh, go down. I have to say, I think it's completely natural to be worried right now. But it's true. You know, I think when you look around and you see these signs on the stock market and inflation and interest rates, it's easy to just sort of go into this panic and think to myself, should I stop spending? You know, what should I do here? But I think you have to tease out from all of this data, how does it affect me personally? How does it affect my family, my household? I mean, start with the stock market. You know, we talked about 401ks. First of all, you know, not all of us are lucky enough to have one. But, you know, and I'm guilty of this. I see the news, but you have to ask yourself, how close am I to retirement? You know, your 401k has probably had a lot of cycles, you know, through your career. And if you're not that close, this might not be something that affects you as much. I think it's, you know, the same on, let's say, mortgage rates. You know, you can read, oh, you know, they're, they've doubled. It's so much more expensive to buy a house if you can even find one. You have to stop and say, hey, you know, did I recently buy a house? Am I locked in a fixed rate mortgage? Did I recently refinance? Does this affect me personally? I think with inflation, it's harder. It's really difficult to imagine a family not affected, but you really have to take the time to say, how does this affect me, my family? Mohammed, you're a little bit worried about what could happen. And there is a distinction between stock market cycles and recessions. They're not entirely separate. But if you look at the after 9-11, uh, the Great Recession, 2008, 2009, uh, the, the pandemic, the, the, the hit that the markets took in those days of triple digit losses, we recovered from all of them. So if your time horizon exists, for my viewer, does it make sense to to cash out of the market right now and wait till things are better or should they not touch anything? So it depends how exposed you are. If you have emergency savings, then no, you want, you don't want to panic and get out. But if you put everything into the stock market, you will feel very uncomfortable. Lori is absolutely right. When When you rank what we are worried about, Inflation is number one. That eats away at our purchasing power every single day. Number two is interest rates. A lot of us have debt and rates are going up. Number three is what's happening to the economy and the possibility of recession and therefore income insecurity. And then the final one is your 401k. Your 401k is there for the long term. So it's important, as Laurie said, to put it into perspective. The key thing is to realize We're going through three paradigm shifts at a time when we're losing confidence in our Federal Reserve. We're going through a interest rate paradigm shift, a growth paradigm shift, and a globalization paradigm shift. And we look to our policymakers to guide us. But unfortunately, the Fed has been very late, as you and I have discussed, for 18 months. And now it is hiking aggressively into a slowing economy 
making things worse, unfortunately. And, and Lori, Mohammed makes a good point. The 401k is actually not the priority for everybody. For most people, it is jobs. Um, and we are in a relatively good job situation in the United States. Unemployment is below what the three of us used to think of as, as full employment. Wages are higher. I am mostly worried that if what the Fed is doing triggers a recession, that's where we, we are going to see the most hurt. What's your thought about unemployment and, and what the Fed is doing to fight inflation with that? through that lens. And I really agree with that. And I think, you know, Muhammad mentioned confidence. You mentioned psychology earlier. I think it's natural that we all look for sort of good signs. Where can we be optimistic? And right now the job market's it, right? We've been seeing, you know, jobs added every month. Uh, We don't see any huge spikes in these first time unemployment claims. But so you look at that and you're like, how can we be in a recession? The job market's great. And then you listen to the Fed and you listen to the words coming out and they're saying, I know that's great. And we're going to stop that. You know, the job market is too strong. This, you know, two jobs for every seeker, this pressure on wages, that's not good. That's the market. We have to slow down and we have to, you know, increase unemployment. You know, even if you go to this level they're talking about, it's still over a million people losing jobs. And I think it's really hard, you know, when you read about that and hear about, well, the job market's good, but we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it not as strong. It's hard not to worry and have that play into all of that fear. Mama, talk to me about this because you spend you, both of you spend your time explaining these tough concepts to people who don't think about it all the time, right? Um, the, the idea that the Fed doesn't have a ton of tools in its to- toolbox. It can slow the economy down or it can speed the economy up using the lever of interest rates, generally speaking. So the way you, in theory, fight inflation is you raise interest rates, you make it uh, more expensive to borrow money. People start buying less. The economy slows down. But it is, whether it's confidence or psychology or art versus science, it is, there's, the, the formula is is not baked. And you, you also are concerned about the aggressiveness of the Fed. Now, I will say the Fed does it. The Bank of Canada does it. The European Central Bank does it. The UK does it. Forty four countries are going through this right now. Developed countries. Is the Fed doing the right thing or should it slow its role? So the Fed is doing the right thing. Unfortunately, it's doing it very late. It was seduced by this concept that inflation was transitory. Mm -hmm. So now it is slamming on the brakes. We've never had we've never had three successive 75 basis points hikes as we've had this year. So the Fed has no choice, unfortunately, um, but to raise aggressively. Therefore, there will be collateral damage. And I agree with Laurie. It's very disturbing to people to read that the, the people you trust to deliver good economic outcomes are telling you, I'm going to raise unemployment. Laurie, how does this um, how does this change? How does it end? Jerome Powell has been fairly direct. Hey, if you don't like interest rates, you're going to see more of them. We are going to keep going and raising interest rates until we believe we've got inflation under control. At what point does it click and the Fed sits there and says, OK, job's done. We're going to we're going to pull back on raising interest rates and the economy is going to start to heal again. It's a great question. And it's such a difficult one. You know, Mohammed just referenced that transitory, which everyone was talking about last year. You know, hopefully inflation was wasn't going to be here that long. I'm not sure why we didn't say temporary, but transitory became the big word. And now we have this concept of, right, the soft landing that, you know, the Fed will get it just right. So unemployment will increase just enough to deal with um, to deal with inflation. I think it's going to really come down to psychology. And, you know, as all of us as consumers say to ourselves, do we pull back a little on our spending, whether it's the holidays or major purchases or Do we just look at this and, you know, this sort of drumbeat of bad news, whether it's economic, political, 
you know, around the world and say, you know what, this is a time for me to hunker down, no purchases, cut back on trips. And if we all do that, I don't think we're talking about anything approaching a soft landing. We spend a lot of time. Let me tell you something, guys. When I watch that, there are two ways to watch that. The first way you watch that is that is just how our economy works. When it gets overheated, we go ahead and we and and we go ahead and clamp it down. And all we, we use all those technical terms that these economists like to use. The other way to look at it is it's a system where there's always one particular winner. You just get generally speaking, we don't lose. We don't we don't always lose, but we either tread water or lose. But there are some that always win. Let me explain. First of all, let's talk about this thing that this for the second economist spoke about, transitory inflation. Everybody wants to get mad at the Biden administration for calling inflation transitory. And the reality is the inflation should have been transitory. What do I mean? I believe in supply and demand like all of us believe. If, if I have a shortage of something, I can afford to give it to the highest bidder. Now, supply and demand is an evil thing when you think about it for poor people, right? Because that says that if we have a scarce supply of something, the poor person will never be able to afford themselves of that something. Because if there's a shortage, the person who always gets it is the person who have been afforded more money. But let's put that aside a bit. Why should this inflation have been transitory? The inflation should have been transitory because the, the supply chain problems and all of that were caused by two major, three major factors. Uh, COVID, weather, and the, and, the, uh, and the ineptitude of the private sector, the private corporations. Again, the three things that caused the supply chain problem, which created transitory shortages, were, again, weather, COVID, and the ineptitude of the corporations. We, can, we know that the COVID, corporate, the COVID stuff was going to be taken care of over time. So during the time that it takes COVID to recover, yes, we get, we get inflation from shortages. Two, weather. We don't have much control over weather, but we did have a very severe set of storms in the ocean that caused supply chains, uh, the ships to go around or anything like that. So weather was not a big problem this year, except for weather types in California and Texas and all the heat problems and the flooding, etc. But that wasn't a major disruptor overall. Of course, then you have the ineptitude of private sector, the corporations. Now, these corporations, they are the ones who decided in their infinite wisdom to put most of their manufacturing overseas where weather and COVID would have a longer lasting effect, thus creating a longer lasting transitory inflation. Now, here's a kicker. Because who pays when we get transitory inflations? You do. The corporations continue to make money. In fact, during times of transitory inflation, those who have the scarce material make even more. Why? Because they have to use less raw material at a higher price. So they are using less, they're spending less 
to actually get more. Your money, and that more is your money. They don't pay the price for their ineptitude. They don't pay the price for running and and, and giving a president, meaning uh, a former president, the ability to screw its people by lying about how bad COVID was. And they didn't do what they did in the, let's say, Obama administration, where you found out there's a hot spot in the world and you send all resources to that hot spot to prevent it from spreading. If that hot spot makes it into New York City, you quarantine New York City and you hold it tight. If it's in LA, you hold it tight. You reduce the possible spread. As did countries controlled by very smart women for very long times. Okay? So, I, I think I've already proven to you that inflation should have been transitory because the only reason we had that inflation was because of those factors. And as people bought more, the demand increased. But as those transitory issues were fixed, that got taken care of. Now, but here's the deal now. The reason though these prices remained high is because you don't have price and power. None of you do. The corporations do. They decide that they're going to make gasoline high and they're going to make some kind of a false excuse. Oh, it's the war in Russia that's making the price of oil high. There was never, and listen to me well, folks, there was never a shortage of petroleum. Never. They decided that they were going to create a false scarcity to throw, to allow five gallon, $5 a gallon gas. Remember, when gasoline prices got raised, people didn't use less. The reason the oil evil corporations knew they could raise the gas taxes, gas prices, is because they knew you had more money in your pockets from what the government gave as relief from COVID. So you had extra dollars. You weren't driving to work and stuff as usual. Gasoline usage didn't change all that much. So they knew they could take that money back away from you by just jacking up the price of gasoline. And as soon as they exhausted your money, they knew they exhausted your money because at that point you started to buy a little bit less. Then they dropped the gas to keep you buying the same amount. There was never a shortage. It was always playing with you to take your money. It was worse than the thug that's taking or stealing a candy bar in a store. Why aren't the mainstream media telling you these things? I mean, you can see it. I don't have to tell you this. You can actually see this. You saw that you never went to a gasoline station with no gas. There was always gas. Whether it was $2 or whether it was $6, you could always get gasoline. And we did not use but 2% less gas as the price went up. Therefore, the thugs in ties and suits simply told you, I can take your money. And they did it with the eggs after the, pande- the, the, uh, the, the, the flu was over. They did it with the milk. They did it all with all these other things, right? They, they increased the prices and all these things. And everybody found a, a boogeyman. 
oh, the transportation costs are higher because the gas prices are higher. All of that, some of it true, but not to the extent of which we have inflation. But you believe it. You know why? Because if you listen to ABC, CBS, NBC, and all of them, they're telling you that. They are buying the bull sink completely from the corporations who are just making money. And if you want to know, if you want to know if I'm lying, look at their balance, their, their income statement and balance sheets. They show that these guys made more money than ever. And whose money is that again? That is your money they stole legally. A fraudulent economic system that allows them to pill for you. Okay? I want you guys to, if you don't get this right now, please play it again. Because this is, thank you for telling me it's a halfway mark, Brother uh, Fleming. I'm going to go do my ask in a minute. But I need you guys to understand the fraud that is the economic system. You know, they just steal your money. But they do it legally. The thug that we want to throw in jail, that we want to castrate, that we want to hang at the stakes, that we want to do all these things. That guy that jumps into a 7-Eleven with his pants hanging down. We hate him because he's stealing. He's taking something that's not his. Why don't we treat the CEO, the CFO, and all these crooks at oil companies and these big corporations that are Char- they are stealing from us. That, that person that now goes to the grocery store and can't buy their food whole, they have to buy it on credit. Why don't we get mad at those people and want to throw them in jail? Because it's legal. You know, and then they talk about the stock market and what should people do, right? The, the economist, a woman said something that I, I thought, it, it, it always takes a woman to be empathetic because men learn how to be so callous most of the times. Men learn to be so callous. So this woman economist that you just listened to that I just played for you, what did she say? You are lucky. You are lucky to be able to have a stocks, to have a 401k to have these savings because most that that part of the conversation was for only 20% of Americans. I know you're going to say, well, you know how many people have their retirements in the stock market? Well, those are minute things, man. Those are a little bit, you know, they want you to have the semblance of having money in the stock market. But, but you know what? You should know. The stock market is absolutely, and I say this categorically as a fact, the stock market is no different than a gambling casino. I want to remind you all, look up EBITDA, E-B-D-T-E-I-A, EBITDA. When they were valuating corporations that, are, that had no, no cash, corporations that had no money, corporations that had no sales, they just had a web page. And they were trading on the stock market for billions of dollars. And all you'd have these supposedly intelligent financial guys on CNBC talking about EBITDA. You know, the EBITDA of this company. It's not good, but the earnings before taxes, income, and all. It's like, oh, really? Our economic system, I repeat, is a fraud. And until we understand that, until we understand that our economic system is a fraud and we separate the portions that we all need from the fraud, 
things will not change. But we can. Because when we talk about Medicare for all, or we want to call it something else, because a lot of people don't like Medicare because of certain features. We can call it healthcare for all. When we, call, when we talk about everybody having healthcare paid for out of the general funds that we all pay taxes for, but everybody get access, then we're talking real. When we talk about every single person eligible to go to college if they want to, can go to college like they go to high school because our economy needs it, then we will make the change. There are a lot of things we can do, society can do. If we elect the right people and stop falling from the, for the bull that those two economists are themselves indoctrinated within. It is so, so important that we get these things right. Anyway, let me go ahead and do my ask and then I'll come back. But, you know, I, I really wanted to get this out because over the weekend when Ali Belchi did this, these economists, I said to myself, my people, my peeps, my peeps, my peeps, my PDR posse needs to hear this. And not only this, but hear it in the right context because a lot of people listen to that and they don't get it. So, man, I just want us to get it right. Here is my ask and then we'll come back and whoops, whoops, whoops. We'll come back and do some more talking. So where is it? ¿Dónde está mi pregunta? Esa pregunta ni se pregunta. Déjame ver dónde está. It's right here. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. All right, folks. So uh, please consider supporting us. I, I put all the links in there. Check out my books. I mean, uh, and, and also that last, the, the, you know, I, I, I have this book that I'm writing one chapter at a time. And I read last week, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was that I finished yet another chapter, intriguing chapter. So please uh, follow my book, Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope or Journey Forward. 
Uh, it's at Amazon. It's one of those books that I'm, Amazon actually gives you a lot of stories so that you can actually read. I think you can actually read the, everything that I'm doing there. They're giving away stories for free. So I just put that in the link. So if you go to Tribulations of an Afro-Latino-Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope or Journey Forward, I think you can actually go log into Amazon, all that good stuff. And I think they'll give you free stars to start out use because they want people to start using that new platform. Uh, I don't, don't remember what it's called. Uh, um, I don't remember what it's called, but... It's a it's on the Amazon platform. Check it out. The book, I think I have eight or nine chapters already written. Check it out. Tell me what you think about it. Drop me a line. I think some of them I actually ask you to do a little little poll or something like that. So I would really appreciate you supporting the show in whatever form you have or can to support the show. Remember, this is all we do here. We write blogs. We uh, other than writing blogs, we uh, write books. Other than writing books. We write articles in newspapers and elsewhere. I haven't had an article placed in a newspaper in the last couple, year or so. but um, And that's mostly because with blogs out there, you can get a lot more coverage with your own blogs and on Medium. Also, you know, I, I forgot to tell you, um, Medium. Medium, if you want to support not only me, but but authors all over the country. I mean, you, you, like I tell you, you can't just listen to the media right now because the media is so flawed. Like I just gave the explanation of our economy a few minutes ago, and I swear you can everything that I've said in that that monologue that I did, you can go ahead and look it up. I, there's nothing that I said that is that is away from us. The only difference is that I put it out there in a cohesive manner. Uh, the, the The funny thing about it is, folks, th- these guys are so sure that you have no interest in in enlightening yourself. That they just spit the crap out. Spit the crap out. But anyway, if you go to you can support me on Medium by going to medium.egbertowillies.com slash membership. And by doing that, you can read stories from thousands of authors. I should say hundreds of authors, because the thousands that are there, most of them don't write. But the hundreds of good authors that I've found on Medium. And I write there as well. A lot of my articles. So you can write, read my articles there. Um uh Ad free. Anyhow, let's see. Let's go ahead and start. Oh, I got to go through these messages real fast now. In all fairness, the idea of corporations sending all their production overseas was one of the central ideas of the neoliberal. I I agree with you. It's absolutely true. But I don't consider neoliberals to be good Democrats at all. I think they're nothing more than Republicans with a heart. I mean, when I say a heart, I mean that they will give you a, they'll give you a crumb. Right. Republican won't even give you the crumb. Right. I'm talking about politicians and not my Republican brothers and sisters who are good people. All right. They won't even give you a crumb. Uh, So that that's what that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Let's see what else we got. If I miss your message, just throw it in again. Uh, Let's see. I'm looking for messages from people. The fact you use the term Biden inflation says everything. Yeah, it, it, it tells you that that Eric is buying the Kool-Aid, right? I just gave a full explanation of how inflation came about. And all of everything that I said is corrob- you can corroborate it. You can go and find out if I'm lying or not. You can find out if I f- if I'm fibbing or not. I mean, it's not hard to figure it out. And uh, if you still hear the discourse that I just gave, and instead of even be quiet or maybe going if you don't want to believe me outright, go ahead and research it, but instead come back and Bad inflation. It is almost like toddler-like, right? I mean, really, it is toddler-like. Especially when you, it, it, this, these are things that are not up for opinion, right? 
there's, I mean, one plus one will always equal two. If you have a shortage of something people want and people are willing to buy, then the highest bidder gets it. These are facts. These are how things work, right? Madre mia. Okay, let's see. We are beyond the half point. I, I did that already. Thank you very much, Fleming, for reminding me. Sometimes I forget. Uh, Braided Dragon, welcome to Politics Done Right. He said, Egberto Willis, thank you. When they could uh, be dealing with climate change, instead we have to deal with these thugs. Legal extortion. You are absolutely right. I love that. Legal extortion. Exacto mundo. And, and, and evidently, Michael Rudden agreed as well. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you make your own luck, right? This country, you don't make your own luck. I, again, you remember what I said? Maybe you should buy my book. The one, uh, as I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I was developing a, a cart for, 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 uh, for uh, selling goods on the internet. And it was going to be equivalent to the one click on Amazon. But guess who had the patent on that? That was back in the 90s. Guess who had the patent for one click? How the hell do you patent something that is not all that ingenious? Click, I buy something. No, Eric, you're absolutely wrong. My dear brother, love you, but you're simply wrong. Uh, have you ever had a business where you developed a product and realized that you couldn't put that product out because some corporation is stopping the, that product from being able to go? Or let me tell you better. Let me tell you better, even the media company that I have here now, there are certain things I put on air from somebody else. You guys see me play Ali Velshi and all others. The, that is fair use that I'm doing because I'm describing, I'm talking about, I'm, 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 I'm critiquing what they put out there. So that's fair use. People use my stuff all over, fair use. Hell, Channel 11 used my stuff, fair use. But you know what Channel 11 or KHOU, the sister company did? I am I, I I have my thing there and I, I got a thing. Bam, copyright violation on and, and he, here's the funniest part about the KHOU story that I that I had on on tape. It's the story, it's my story. KHOU comes to my house to talk about when they firebombed my house and they put it on the news. I take a piece of the the, the copy that they did from their broadcast, it's me. Well, I, get a, I, they, I got hit with copyright. Why? Oh, it's theirs. So my picture, my stuff, my, my stuff is in there. But I get hit. That's a corporation stopping me from being able to use my own person to do things. So, Eric, like I said, before you speak, learn how business really, really works. And the statement about January 21 is when uh, working hard works. Please remember that Trump, the Trump, didn't, Trump did not run a business. He ran a fraudulent enterprise that was nothing but grifting of people. They stole money from people as a, as a business model. From the university he formed to the water he sold to the airline he had, it was always a grifting enterprise. Okay, let's 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 get this right. There was nothing there was nothing there was nothing great about Donald Trump because he created absolutely nothing. 
Bruce Pollard. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Hey, Bruce, I um, you know, as I was on halfway to KPFT, I said, damn, I wonder if Bruce wanted to come. Well, next time, next time I go with Ashley as well. You know, if you're interested, I'll pick you up and let's head out uh, on my way out on North Park. I'll head out, pick you up if you're interested to come out to see the new studio. I don't think you've seen the new studio yet. Peggy Lopez says, thank you for health care for all. Build something that works for all. Thank you, Peggy. I think you are one of those people that try to tell me we need to start running from that word, I believe. Well, somebody told me that. Carl Cox says, conservative American presidents have been bad. Uh, the, the, by, again, if you look at the numbers, and this is all fact-based. This is all fact-based. Oh, you read Ashley at Medium. Okay, great, great. I'm glad to hear that. You can read her at, 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 at uh, Amazon, too. She, I think Amazon actually gives her a better cut than, 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 uh, than Medium. But some, I, I, think, I, I think somehow that's what she said. Daniel Ledo says, I wouldn't give Egberto a crumb. I would give Ashley four crumbs. So if she wants one, he will have to take it from <laughs> I love you, bro. Hey, hey Daniel, I'm on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. If at any time you want to come into the studio with me, brother... Given that you live in Kingwood with me as well, both you and Bruce can come out to the studio with me. Um, would love to have both of you in the studio with me. Um, and of course, we're, I, I don't see my girl in here. Uh, she's in Houston too. You can come and visit me in the studio. Uh, Carl Cox, inflation is caused by a mega corporation. True. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Donald, Daniel, oh man, it's four o'clock. I got to get out of here. Anyway, folks, my name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I get out of here. I am what? Oh, Bruce says, I got to wait because Bruce asked a question at the last minute. What's with the signal? Oh, there was something wrong with the signal, Bruce. I'm going to have to call you about that. I got to make two calls and then I'll give you a call. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.